perfect so so far we have discussed about various different things in SOC, right? We started with basics uh, basics of SOC, like what is security operation center, how it is being useful, right? So yesterday team, we did talk about SOC, what is SOC and all. So let me just basically give you our details. Agenda. So over here, we are going to talk about SIM. Yesterday also, if you might remember, I mentioned that it's a heart of SOC, right? We'll talk about some architecture, right? We'll have a tour of SIMP. It will be more of practical session, I would say. We'll have a tour of SIMP where we will be having ELK stack primer where I will just take you to the stack. What is stack? How it's being used? So there won't be much practical for ELK stack. I'll give you certain cloud based access over there where you will be able to see that you can register it up over there and you will be able to get your ELK stacks trial access up over there, right? Second, we'll talk about IBM Curadar up over there where we will be talking about first of all the architecture of curator what is the architecture and then i'll be showing you a demonstration regarding curator right so we'll spend some amount of time to this particular introduction and then we will be talking about a concept which is totally different from sim that is basically i would say traffic analysis with Wireshark right and in the end as usual we will be dedicatedly giving our last half an hour for Q&A over here also so today's content much much might not be as much as we were having yesterday <clears throat> but over here today we will be having the practical session where we will be practically seeking that how we do use Curadar, how do we use Wireshark and all those stuff, right? So we'll start now with the help of SIM, right? So let's start with SIM. So SIEM, I believe it basically consists of two different things that is SIEM and SEM, right? So security information event it does consist of two things that is SIM and another one is SEM right combining both of them together you can call it as an SIM tool right so SIM would be the part where log collection and report generation will fall under SIM where you do have security information management right so you do just create reports up over here under information management and you do log collection up over there SEM is basically analysis of events in real time and 
correlation of event that's what SEM event management does right event management is more of event and information management is more of logs and data right so overall if we do talk about sim basically it's a technology or a tool which provides real-time analysis of security alerts which are generated by our hardware and applications right and we do basically use sim to perform all the functions of SOC, right majorly all the perform uh, functions of SOC. So that is guys what we do have up over here is sim now people do say that sim is a tool which can be used for correlation some will say that it's investigation tool some will say that it's a monitoring tool right so there are different different things which are associated so we can say that sim overall can do everything in its potential which has been mentioned up over here right it can go for abnormal behavior it can go for potential cyber threats it can provide a central place to basically collect events and alerts right so this is what sim can be right it basically it's one of the important part of the data security ecosystem right so that's what basically sim generally does so if i just talk about the sim process like the simplest sim process if i do talk about it is something like this right we do collect data collect data like from various sources network devices servers domain controllers firewalls routers which is everywhere right once we have collected the data next we do is normalization we do normalize that data what is this normalization we'll just talk about it little later down the line over there then we do have aggregation normalization and aggregation both can be in one single place then analysis and discovery would be there so over here what we will be doing is we will be analyzing the data to discover and detect the threats up over here right in step three and step four will be the part where we will be triaging the alerts to the organization so this will be the part where we'll pinpoint the security breaches and will enable organization to basically investigate the alerts right so that's what a sim process would do this is like one of the simplest sim process so how does generally sim works so sim basically does have multiple capabilities so the primary capability is basically for the ir team that it is able to help us to do the forensics 
and reporting and alerts basically are based upon the analytics that matches a certain or specific rule set right so that's what basically sim does it basically indicates the security issue within the system it does have lots of capabilities apart from these ones like these two are the major ones capabilities like it can do threat detection we can do investigation with it we can get time to respond <clears throat> we can go for log collections we can go for incident detections threat response workflow all these things we can do it via sim up over there right like there are lots of sim tools plank ibm qdr logarithm rsa azure sentinel as we discussed yesterday right sim helps in multiple different ways also if i do talk about sim it does helps in multiple different ways right so where what are the use cases of sim so these are more of uh, don't you guys think that these are more of like attack based use cases right use cases of sim would be that where sim is useful for us right of course we can do all these things but majorly if i do say sim can help us in compliance right remember yesterday i mentioned compliance it can help us to detect insider threats right by user activity monitoring we can go for like behavioral analytics uiba user entity behavioral analytics right it can gives us it can give us the visualization of the data architecture we can go for our other types of security like iot security also right so lots of things are basically which we can do with sim tool so there are basically all these things which a sim tool can do right so basic sim process and functions of sim are up over here right now let's do talk about the sim architecture so i'll just basically before we do proceed with architecture let me just write a list of capabilities up over here since there are a lot of capabilities i'm just trying to add couple of them up over here So the first one would be aggregation of data, data from various sources, collection of data from multiple sources. So aggregation would be where we will be collecting data from, aggregating data from many sources, be it our network, be it our security systems, be it our servers, be it our database applications, and so on, in order to create a consolidated view of data, which can help us to simplify our monitoring. That's what. next i would say alerts sim basically can help us for alerts so alerts basically it will be generating a notification or alert for any type of security issue which is detected within the system so in correlation basically what we do is we look for common attributes right we look for common attributes and we link the events together into meaningful bundles right so this basically technology is what we do call as correlation it provides as like multiple different types of correlation techniques are there to integrate different sources in order to turn the data into useful information just a small example like i believe i have taken this example yesterday also if your web application gives you certain log if your web server gives you certain log if your ids gives you certain logs correlating all three of them all three of them together 
in order to find out what is the exact issue. That's what correlation would be right. So this is what we do call as correlation where we do have. Common attribute. Which we to try to find out between different different types of logs and it links together into the meaningful bundles. So we do have retention, right? So retention would be the part where we our sim will be able to sim basically does have features which can help us to retain our old logs or data for a long time to facilitate to facilitate correlation of data over the time. That's what we do call as historical correlation, right? Even not just basically for correlation, but we can store the data for a longer period of time. That's what. Retention is all about. Apart from it guys, sim can provide us like with this cloud native sim solution. It is something which is becoming one of the again capabilities of the sim that is scalability. So scalability, there are two things guys. The one is scalability. The one is elasticity. Anyone can differentiate what is difference between scalability versus I would say elasticity. So scalability and elasticity. So scalability would be the part where you are able to scale up anything which you do have. You can increase your capacity. That would be scale up. That will be scalability, right? Let's you are having five servers. Now you are able to scale it up to 10. That's what scalability is. Elasticity is if when I want I can scale up when I want I can come back. I can scale down, right? So that's what elasticity is. It's just like elastic. You can shrink. You can stretch both, but scalability will be always one way. You can increase it. So sim does not provide elasticity. It provides scalability majorly to us. Capabilities of sim. Right aggregation alerts correlation retention scalability. Parsing would be the part where uh, yeah, that is something which basically happens in sim. So we generally either include it after the aggregation normalization or just before the correlation we do parsing up over there. Reporting can be one of the features capabilities which we can add up or which sim basically does provide us reporting where we are able to create multiple different sorts of custom report be it for management level people be it for compliances be it for audits be it for scans we can create multiple different types of reports up over there so that's totally fine we can include this one so that would be an additional feature which you will be adding by default sim does not have orchestration automation response you do need to add short capabilities to your sim then only it will be having up over there yeah, so let's keep it this much. I would say uh, these are like more of the uh, I would say normal ones which might apply to every sort of sim solution, right? Rather than a single or a specific type of sim solution, right? So this is basically like few of the sims capabilities. Now the question arises. Why do we need sim? So let me just conclude all these particular answers into some of the key pointers up or here. Like I would say rise in data breach due to internal and external threats. So we can go for tracking these internal and external threats with this. Right. 
So rise in data breaches happened and internal and external threats. We can track it via SIM. How we can track it for external threats. We do have threat intelligence being integrated for internal threats. We do have user activity monitoring, right? User entity behavioral analytics. Absolutely bird eye view. Now attackers are getting smart, isn't it? That's why also we do need them. Attackers are smart, are traditional security tools just don't suffice. Right, so that is again also one of the use cases. Again, to mitigate sophisticated cyber attacks then after mitigating sophisticated cyber attacks we can say to manage increasing volume of logs yes or no because logs are being generated from multiple sources these is so volume of logs from multiple sources like if i just do talk about a single firewall external facing firewall it can generate thousands of logs in just couple of minutes right so that is something up over there to meet stringent Compliance requirements. So these are the things which we can say that can be the part where we can use this particular SIM solutions, right? Like these are a few of the things, and of course, the points which you guys have added, like malicious activities, infra related events. So these can be the cases we can go for like incident management up over here sim can help us to do that that would be more of the need of SOC entire incident management cannot be done only via sim but yeah it can help in incident management process So these are like few of the use cases. Why do we need? All right then. So next we'll be talking about SIM architecture, right? So I'll just bring up a small image up over here, which will be the simplest form of SIM architecture, which we all can relate to. So have a look on this particular architecture, guys, and let me just explain you all how does it works. So we start with collection, right? Where log data from multiple devices like your firewalls, routers, switches, your endpoints, your web servers, your endpoints, web servers, your we can say data centers, like from your network devices, from every sort of area you will be collecting 
all the logged data from all of your these particular devices for analysis and investigation you are collecting it to one centralized space we do have push method we do have pull method syslog absolutely yes we do have agents right we can use syslog right so there is push method there is pull method so let's say endpoints basically we can install an agent right which will be collecting the logs and will be pushing it to our sim solution so that's a push method right agents will be pushing logs to our sim solution now on my firewall or on my router i cannot install a agent right so i need a agentless communications so what i do is i pull the logs via syslog server from these particular devices and from syslog server then it is being pushed to my sim solution right so that is something which we can say is pull method so sim basically will be collecting all the logs from different different sources from both of these particular methods right we will be having both of these particular methods over there next one is normalization okay so normalization will be not just only uh, doing the cef common event format of course it will be since we are collecting the logs from multiple different sources right and while we are collecting the logs from multiple different sources we need to basically make sure that all the logs are in a particular format which sim can basically understand right so what we'll do is from different different formats will convert them to common event format which our sim will be able to understand first thing we will be apart from it we will be removing redundant log event entries right redundant event log entries which are collected from thousands of these devices are being eliminated and our collection is being made more precise up or here by creating these particular formatting and then redundant removing uh, removing the redundancy from these thousands of logs right so that's what happened under the normalization clear right after that guys we do have correlation so correlation would be the part where all these redundant data which has been logged is being looked in for some common patterns and based upon the common patterns from data from different different sources we find some link between them so that we can use that particular information right so that is something which will be the part of correlation clear team next is database so database will be the part where logs will be retained within the sim logs will be retained within the sim solution this will be the part up or there right if they are not quickly processed by the server they can still be there within the sim waiting for their chance to get processed and generally the retention period of sim goes around like is 30 to 90 days right and if you want to hold it further more than that you can go through the storage part so before that once you are in database reporting is there 
So reporting would be the part as we already have discussed. So won't take much time on this. So all the reporting events and incidents in detailed reports we will be having. We will be creating metrics reporting where the current security posture of all of your network devices will be shared and will be uh, generated and shared with your senior management for decision making on let's say security investments and these reports can be sometime used for purposes like compliance and all different different sorts of purposes. So that's your reporting and storage is basically the part where you will be storing the event logs for longer period of time. For longer period of time for your future reference to facilitate correlation of data over time. All these things you will be having it up over here on your storage part and you will be integrating it with your sim solution right so historical correlation you can use it if you do have a storage being implemented right and if your logger is implemented between this storage and your database they can basically store and retrieve data from long period of time so that is reporting next is notification so notifications are nothing but alarms right? these are the alarms which are raised in real time when a particular let's say predefined rule are not met or rules are matched right so if I say that if you find this give me the alert so at that time notific notification would be there and we can also find notification at the time where we are trying to basically we are trying to get what predefined rules are saying right so if they are not matching like for example external IP your external IP you're having a request a traffic from ex external IP to your internal IP but on multiple ports like port 80 there is traffic port 443 there is traffic port 22 there is traffic from same IP port 25 there is traffic and so on so what do you think what this type of activity is when an external IP is trying to communicate you on different different IP I do have a rule where I do say that an external IP to multiple ports on our network should be denied right and if this does not happen uh, uh, matches that means an alarm will be raised if this type of activity will happen right so that's what basically a notification is all about clear team so that is basically your simplest sim architecture so does sim basically stores raw logs or parsed or normalized logs so it depends on sim to sim right if you do talk about splunk it parts the logs and then it stores the logs right if you do talk about curadar unlike splunk curadar does not index every particular log source right so some of these particular events will be parsed normalized and then stored and some of these might not basically being parts they will store it as a raw log so it depends in curator you do have options that which particular properties you want to index upon and accordingly it will be indexing those particular properties itself.
pull method okay so pull method would be the part where this is my device and i want the logs out of it so what i'll do is i'll have a syslog server where i'll request this particular device to reply back with all the logs right so i'll just collect this particular part so that is basically what we do careless pull method generally uh, you can see it api methods where an api basically makes a multiple request to your server to basically give back the data right and your server responds back with the data so that's what pull method is all about there are different different architecture like if you just go on internet and you see there will be different different types of architecture altogether you will be able to see every different different like vendor would be showing different different architecture to all together but this is something where you can understand the entire sims workflow in a simplest manner right so this was guys all about your now we will be shifting towards the tour of sim we'll be talking about multiple different sim solutions right so we'll be shifting towards that tour so let's start with elk elk stack primer so this elk stack is built up of three open source i would say tools that is something with the name of elk is for elastic search one of the most famous of elastics right like one of the most famous of elk built elastic search l is for log stash k is for kibana again one of the famous ones right so three open source tools when fully assembled together it will be allowing any user to analyze the data from any type of source in any type of format right and as compared to another log analysis tool this elk stack is known again for its dashboard its visualization which can present a very complicated data in very sophisticated and simple manner right so that is what elk is all about right so originally elastic stack was the abbreviation of these three main components only elastic search log stash and kibana and the name of the stack was been updated when elastic just launched one new thing that is b beats right when elastics beats was being introduced as one of the fourth components now they do some people do call it blk some do talk about bk right so it's basically elastic company the stack i'm talking about the stack itself the stack was being created by the company elastic in june 2020 uh, 2012 right 2012 but this elastic this log stash and this kibana all of them are the products of early 2000s where multiple different people who were working on different different 
products like Elasticsearch, Logstash, Kibana worked together and decided to unite it and then in 2012 ELK stack was born right in 2015 beats came into the picture right it is basically your shipper right it can ship any type of data including your audit data from Linux systems to your event logs in Windows systems to any log data that can be forwarded and centralized beats is easily able to forward that particular data right so be it your OS and service matrices, service status data, network data, cloud data in any sort of environment, serverless environment and all sort of environments, Beats is able to collect and ship that data from one point to another, right? So Elasticsearch, Logstash, Kibana, it works it in this way. It's basically a belt, a stack up or here, which runs on different, different parts, right? Elasticsearch, just a quick overview, it's a JSON based, RESTful distributed search engine that can be used for searching and indexing files in different different multiple formats right so I'll just write it up over here this is basically the indexing this is the brain of elastic stack so indexing and storing data would be the part of elastic then you do have Logstash. So Logstash is basically just used as a ingest pipeline to collate, to normalize and to distribute logs. We do use Logstash. It's a kind of aggregator, right? So over here we do basically. So earlier Logstash was one who was responsible for collecting the data, but now we do have beats, right? So we do not use Logstash anymore to collect the data. Earlier Logstash was one which was ingesting the data that means collecting the data normalizing it and was distributing it to sim or any other product where we do want third one is kibana so this is basically something which is being used for data visualization elastic is basically your cli based so your graphical representation data visualization analysis and reporting would be the part of Kibana up over there. Clear? Then team you do a beat. Now beats as I mentioned are your data shippers which complements the stacks. Right? So they will be allowing or collecting data and will be sharing it to your it can either share it to Logstash if you do have Logstash if you do not want Logstash it can directly share to your Elasticsearch as well So that's what guys beats is all about over here right now can you guys see up over here you do have beats which is installed in the end system 
where data is being collected and sent to Elasticsearch, where it is being indexed and stored. Right. And once it's being indexed and stored, the data basically we can use it for Kibana for visualization, for reporting, for we can say visualization, reporting, creating custom dashboards, all these things we can use Kibana for even for analysis also we can use Kibana for the so this is guys your ELK stack based upon one and one on one each stack is working similarly clear and the best part is it is one of the most it is one of the most popular open source stack right so people are using it as a sim solution they do call it elastic sim so elastic sim sim as we do know that it's the key component of SOC, right so elastic basically offers a sim tool which is being designed to make alerts right which is being designed to make alerting and reporting a bit easier so elastic sim will be providing network and host data integrations elastic sim basically it does what is it basically provides the network and host data integrations it provides shareable analytics it provides your ability to explore most of the security data with its sim app so what it does have it does have kibana right and security teams basically can use this sim tool to monitor threads gather evidences which can help in investigation right and as an analyst it is basically important to be aware about elastic stacks capabilities isn't it because from the analytics analytical perspective if we are aware about analysis is basically the main focus of every sim right next we do have is kibana so kibana as the name as we already have talked about this will be something which will be helping us in visualization reporting and all those stuff right so that would be kibana where we will be able to visualize we will be able to go for the report right and kibana basically works on one query language that is kql kibana query language so if you are familiar with spl splunk's spl search processing language it is basically similar to that kibana query language we'll do that we'll do that a bit practically right so i'll just show it off to you up over here so let's do a small demonstration for that right so let me just basically take you to the elastic so this is the elastics website where you will find the entire three components of stack you can download all three of them and you can use it as a sim solution try to basically create a habit to use this one in your home network at least right so products like if i do come up over here enterprise search observatory elastic stack where we do have sim threat and all these things we do have elastic search and kibana the elk stack so we do have multiple tools to download elastic search we can download we can download kibana up over there 
right so multiple things we can download it over there then we do have this elastic security where we do have sim and security analytics we do have endpoint security right so let's basically go for a trial of sim so they do provide a trial of sim cloud based sim solution and security analytics so let's give it a try up over here you guys can also basically go up over here register on this and get your trial up over here yep so we are over here now let's create our first deployment i'll give my deployment's name is glk right and i'll create deployment my username is elastic my password is this my deployments are being saved give any deployment name and then it will be creating your deployment up over there right so it might take couple of minutes for you so meanwhile you can do that stuff like everyone can give it a try it does have 14 days trial you can use a temporary mail account in order to basically get your deployment done meanwhile let's verify our so it will take like just couple of minutes let it basically bring and then we do start up over there right so meanwhile you guys can also create account on elastic cloud and let's have a quick overview you guys can also see yourself up over there so once you do visit this particular link what you need to do is just click on this start free trial and it will be basically taking you for the ride so you guys can see that my deployment is ready i'll just continue upon this part
Let's see that welcome start by add, adding integrations, right? So we can add data from multiple sources. We can visualize them in real time, right? So let's say we do add integration support the endpoint security data. If we do have any endpoint data, we do have website crawler, APM, all these things. So these are the integrations which you can integrate it with this tool. So as of now, we do not need integrations for sure, right? So Let's go for an enterprise search where we will be able to do search on the data, right? So <clears throat> just one second, guys, just one sec. So over here we can get started we go through the discover part and we can see the dashboard also right so it says that welcome to analytics add integrations if we go through dashboard create your first dashboard up over there it says that new to kibana add some sample data to test the drive right so let's do add some sample data to kibana now this is sample e-commerce orders data sample flight data sample web logs so Let's say we do add sample web logs up over here. So sample web logs are being installed. So now if I go through my dashboard, you can see I do have this sample web logs up over here where I can see all the web traffic logs up over here, right? Now over here I do need KQL Kusto query language sorry Kibana query language in order to basically query out the data to this particular dashboard. Now see up over here guys you can see dashboard this is something which the sample data is automatically creating right we can see all these different different types of data up over here like the data which is going up over here all these sample data we can see up over here right so this is something which is dashboard is being creating itself right if we go through the discovers part this is where we can see the raw data right now you can see index over here there are these different different sample indexes just say let me bring it up right so now you see up over here this is the timestamp this is the agent this is the client IP now let's say I want to sort the data via client IP right so I can just click on client IP up over here and my data would be sorted with the help of client client IP right now client IP is being selected so I can see at every timestamp I am just seeing this particular client IP is it right if I do remove this you can see all these particular things where there is the sample web logs geo coordinates right now over here you can see all the fields which are being extracted by this data set right you can see agents you can see event data set you can see extension geo data set host ip machine os ram memory message now this is message that is something interesting so let's have a look on our message part 
so this message has been added you can see these different different types of messages are being added now you can simply put a query up over here where let's say client ip is equals to you can give your own client ip right let's say i do give my client ip 110.47.202.158 right and i do search upon it now you can see all the logs related to this particular 110 are up over here right so total number of hits i am getting over here is one on may june uh, may 20th one up over here and one up over here three different hits i am getting up over here understood team so that is how you can add multiple different different types of data now let's say i want to extract urls out of it so this is the entire url which they were trying to extract now this is kibana windows xp zip right elastic.co slash downloads this ip was trying to do that particular part understood now i would say url dot keyword if i want to have a certain specific keyword i can search it up over here now you can see all the urls which are being accessed up over here understood so this is how your discovered field would be looking like you can see all these urls up over here if you want to extract something else you can just select that extraction and it will be showing you specifically that particular extraction up over there sounds good now i want to see for each url what was the response right so you guys can see it up over here for each url i can see the response up over here that whether it's 200 or not http status 200 means success now over here there was this url which someone was trying to visit it says 404 page not found right rest you can see mostly are 200 ones so that is how something you can see all the response logs activities up over there and from the same activities if you want to create your dashboards you can go through dashboards right so we have so far added web traffic right so far we have added web traffic we can add more different types of sample data and we can analyze those particular sample data up over there rather than this one so how do you read the data it totally depends up over there right so let's say i do select a country up over here us or something like that i do select the country us my os is for example windows 7 so it will be defined the results accordingly for us right it will try to find the result can you see 343 hits are there unique visitors up over here you can see response for those particular unique visitors log machines from with geolocations they were trying to visit all the data we do have it up over here which particular url they were trying to visit so all these things understood so that's what basically your dashboard is all about You can try again 
some different sort of sample data let's say this e-commerce orders right so i want to add that data let's add it and let me just remove this one I do not want URL and response. I want to see the entire data set. Now there are women shoes which does have currency uh, in Euro and all these things, right? So now over here I can see different different categories. Let's say I want to see all the categories. There are women shoes, men shoes, all these categories. I can find it up over here, right? Now I want to see all the event categories which does have men's clothing. So you can see all the event categories which were having men's clothing are being highlighted up over there right so that's how it basically works like 457 hits are there of men's category i can see from which location these hits are if i go for like gip location i can see the gip location i can see from which emails i have get i got most of the hits for which category, which emails I got hit, what was the day of the week, when mostly I did got hit, what sort of products were there, what sort of product values were there, right? Let's say product ID I do add. So it will show us product ID, SKU, which particular user were doing it. We do have different, different names up for the, right? Over here, let's say I want to see a purchase of specific user running right so i can see all the purchase of specific user running i'll just remove all these particular stuff now i do have 29 hits for rani up over here so for rani i want to get the email address of rani i can see rani's email address something like this up over here let's say for her I want to collect customer ID this is the customer ID for her from which city Kerao Kerao like what is the product ID she is trying to get what's the product SKU product quantity so all these details we can easily get it up over here right so this is something which elastic search and kibana basically helps us right what elastic search and kibana basically helps us right so you can just have a look on this one over here also you will be seeing a dashboard you can create your own custom dashboards up over here right so this is the dashboard over here Now you can open this one you can create your own dashboard you can select the type what sort of dashboard you want right we can add our visualization up over here so <coughs> let's say category products category equals to 
genes for example if there is genes I'm just taking a guess so if there will be anything it will be showing us the results to us right so that's how basically it works you create your source results and you do get your data for there So you need to select which data set you are going for and accordingly you can create your own dashboard now this is something which is already being added revenue dashboard so sum of revenue total spending all these things you will be able to see transactions per day average sold items right transactions per day all these data and details you do get it up over here yeah so what you can do is you can just go through home on home if you scroll down where integrations are there it will ask you to try sample data right so click on it you do have three different types of sample data which you can add and remove and see the things up over there right so this is the sample web logs which I added e-commerce order second one and flight one you guys can have a look on this one so over here also guys let's say an integration let's say if I want to integrate it with my alien world OTX right so I can integrate my alien world OTX pulses up over here so for this it will be asking me the name the description what will be the time how uh, like every two minute I want to basically collect the logs I want to give the API token let's say every one minute I will just give I do have an OTX account so I'll just give an key up for here one second let's keep up the default options let's try to add the AP to our OTX it might take a minute or two so let it happen
so you can see my leading wall totx integration is added so to complete this integration i need to add an elastic agent to one of my host where it will be collecting data right so <clears throat> all i need to do is just take this el elastic agent and install on one of my hosts right and once i will be this agent will be collecting the data this is basically uh, let's say i go for windows and for windows let's let's do it right so let me just copy this entire part So now what will happen is once I basically download this elastic agent, right? So agent one policy where I will be installing. So what will happen? It will be collecting the data. This elastic will be collecting the data from my that particular agent. It will be collecting the data. And with this threat intelligence, it will be monitoring all of my threat feeds up over there, right? Like whatever my threat feeds are, it will be monitoring those threat feeds up over there. Understood? So this is guys overall your entire elastic search up over here. You can give it a try. It's a pretty nice. I would say open source tool with where you can practice a lot of stuff, right? So that is all about elastic now. So far we have talked about elastic stack, right? So now we'll be starting with IBM Curadar, right? So IBM Curadar, as I promised, we will be talking about first of all architecture and then I'll take you to the very nice decent demonstration of IBM Curator. So be active ask as much as questions as you want right and enjoy the session I would say. So let's continue. IBM Curator. Actually, IBM Curator is one of the appliance. It's not just a software or a tool but it's an appliance because it does requires a whole lot of system and it itself is a system which will be used up over there right so to use curator you do should have basic knowledge of linux right basic knowledge of networking log collection and all these things and basic curator concepts right so i'll just make that curator concepts for you all right so let's do talk about it so we do have in any sort of sim solution yesterday we did discussed about analyst right we did discussed about admins we did discussed about engineer architects. So we do have sim admins also. We do have sim analyst also. We do have sim engineers also. So all of them does have different different work, right? So let's start with the IBM Curator component. I'll just bring an image up over here. Just give me one second. So these are all what we do call as 
IBM Kirod are components, right? So these are components. We'll talk about this entire component architecture. Just give me one sec. This is our component architecture. We'll discuss each of them one by one. We are the user up for a video of control, video of event processor, event collector, logs, video of flow processor, flow collector, vulnerability scanner, data nodes. Each of them will be talking about over here. So that's totally fine. Let's start with one by one, right? So let's start with event processor. In Curodar, we do have multiple different things. So let's do start with event processor. So I'm just telling you guys the inner working of the component architecture of IBM Curodar, right? So IBM Curodar, it's one of the SIM solution, market leading SIM solution, and it does have lots of things which it can do at its end and we will be seeing that practically as well it can perform cognitive analytics network flow analytics it can perform your multiple different types of activities like it can do deep threat intelligence analysis all these things Kirodar can do up over there right so there are basically certain tools of Kirodar which basically does different different works right like you do have qflow you do have vflow right you do have qrm you do have qvm the risk manager curadar vulnerability manager right so these are the components like these are the tools or uh, softwares or you can say virtual architecture which are available with curadar so when you install purchase curadar you can purchase these things also for that we'll talk little later that uh, what all these things are what useful where do we use these things First of all, let's do talk about Curadar's components up over here. Like in the background, how does Curadar works, right? What this is guys your Curadar's architecture up over here. So a high level architecture, you will be having something which you will be saying as collector, which will be having a processor, which will be giving it to your control, right? So in layman's language, this is your endpoint systems, right? from which you are collecting, we are collecting the logs via event collector. Event collector, once collecting the logs, is giving it to processor where correlation, normalization is happening, right? And once it does have that particular part, it sends it to the console, that is the front-end UI of your server, right? So that is how it's working. Let's discuss it one by one, each of them. So let's start with event collectors. So what they will be doing event collectors, they will be collecting the events from the log sources. What else they will be doing? Once they have collected the events from the log sources, they will be normalizing the logs, right? They will be bundling up similar events. What is the concept of bundling up similar events? Aggregation or correlation, bundling up similar events. So if I do say bundling up all the events, that would be aggregation. Similar events would be correlation. But over here, QDR is basically performing something like this. It collects the logs from multiple sources, right? It normalizes the logs and then it bundling, it bundles up the similar events. That means it's not co correlation just now over here. It is having something which is a feature which we do call as 
Cole's King. Now this is basically a feature Cole's King where all the similar events within one minute will be bundled up as one single event right in order to save your licensing like events per setting per per second kind of things right and then it forwards the in events to the event processor so event processor is already receiving what sort of logs it is already receiving normalized logs clear so processor once it does have the normalized log what it will be doing once it receive the normalized logs and the raw logs from the collector what it will be doing first thing it will be storing the data processor can store the data in, inside themselves itself but if you do want to basically use processor for only processing and you can use an external data node which can be used for storing your data so this is optional part if you do not have processor will store it within itself else it will be storing it in data node right you can store the events then this is where correlation happens so over here will correlate with other events will correlate with information other information up over there right then what we'll do will basically identify behavioral changes or any policy violation before going itself this is where qrudar's rule engine kicks in cre custom rule engine kicks in and it basically sees the work of qrudar so that custom rule engine will be doing what every single event which is there it will be checking all the enabled rules on those every single event if any rule matches to one of the events it will basically distribute that information to different different parts right like there are components let me just bring up one good image which will be giving you the entire idea of processor one second yeah so this is guys you can see an another one for event processor now from event collector once it has collected the logs event processor will be receiving all the event logs there will be an overflow limit where license limit will be checked right so license limit means in qrudar we do have licensing in two formats right so i'll just write it up over in qrudar we do have licensing in two formats the one we do have is eps events per second and another one is fpm that is flow per minute these things events per second and flows per minute so over here eps licensing will be checked right and flow licensing would be checked once we do have enforced every single event will be going through your custom rule engine right every single event of yours will be going through custom rule engine that is cre and this custom rule engine will be doing what it will be testing all the enabled rules within your qrudar qrudar does have enabled rules so it will be testing all the enabled rules within your qrudar 
to see if any violation or any activity has happened or not, right? So if it matches, it will apply exit filter and it will share it to magistrate, right? That particular violation, it will share it to magistrate and then events are being stored. Remember I mentioned events are being stored. So events are being stored on event processor. And when this storage filter applies, the events are in stored in one particular database, which we do call as AQL database or I would say aerial database. So we do have aerial for events and flows. First of all, you should guys know what is event, what is flow. So all of your log activities which you do have comes under event. All of your network traffic comes under the flow, right? Network activity comes under the flow and e-logs comes under the event, right? So to store logs uh, and event like logs and flows or events and flows, we do use aerial database. For all the front end, we do use Postgres, right? SQL. We do use Postgres SQL. And the third one is SQLite. Absolutely correct, Mr. Pankaj. We do use SQLite where third party applications which we do install, right? So all the third party applications and their data is being stored right so these are the three databases which curadar does uses now guys event collector after collecting the logs give it to the processor processor basically test it against the rules and basically send it to the magistrate data is being stored in your aerial database where anomaly detection engine will be looking into the patterns of attacks right like a person from last one month is logging from morning 9 to evening 5, right? But all of a sudden he logins 3 a.m. midnight, right? And deletes certain files. So that is an anomaly which will be detected, right? So these sort of patterns, this anomaly detection engine will be detected. Now let's say there is an event, guys, which is there's an event which was being discovered a new device was being discovered cisco talos or cisco asa device was being discovered so as soon as an event comes up where there is a new host or a new port being detected on an existing host host profiler updates that same thing right with every new log the host is being checked whether it's the existing host or it's the new host right if it will be no new host host profile will profiler will be creating a new host profile and if it will be an older one but a new port will be discovered a new port will be added to that particular host profile right so that's how your event processor works now same thing applies with the flow also right which you have seen event collector event processor flow collector will be collecting the network traffic and after collecting the network traffic from where it will be collecting the network traffic from your network tabs from your span ports from your net flows from your v flows from your q flows right these are the all the flow collectors where it will be collecting the flow traffic from 
and once it has collected that particular flow traffic it will be normalizing that particular flows and then it will be forwarding it to the processor once processor receives the normalized and raw flows it will store it maybe in data node if not present in itself it will correlate with other events and flows will again CRE will be there which will be checking the behavioral changes or some sort of policy violations and then the information will be distributed to magistrate to your database to your host profiler all of them over there right so that is up till the part of processor now next is your console now once processor basically does have the data it forwards the data to the console console is your front-end UI your user interface where you will be managing all the other host you will be seeing your real-time events flows and offenses everything up over here so we as a user analyst we would be working up over here and this will be basically having your tools like vulnerability scanner it will be having other different things as well right so the magistrate remember I mentioned magistrate where if something matches to CRE rule it's being sent to magistrate and magistrate basically create an offense offense is basically what we do call alerts in Curadar so Curadar has given a fancy name to often uh, to alerts that's what they do call as offenses and these offenses are being managed by magistrate one of the components of Curadar which is responsible for processing all the components regarding the alerts so on this UI you will be having reports tab you will be doing the alerts analysis you will be creating custom rules all these things will be the part of this UI only and this vulnerability scanner which you are seeing you can see that particular vulnerability scanner on your front-end UI and you can actively scan your servers for vulnerabilities that you can scan your server for providing vulnerability information for correlation or any configurational parameter as well and user will be accessing this particular part itself right so that's how guys Curadar basically works now let me take you to the front-end UI of IBM Curadar up over here So that's how your IBM Curator looks like. It's a community license version tool. So that is how it looks like. Now over here you guys can see the dashboard, right? So I'll just give you a quick overview of this entire tool up over here. So we do have dashboard up over here where we can see multiple different activities like top applications which are collecting the logs services which are being denied by the firewalls we do have offenses up over here we do have severe offenses that means high alerts so you do have application overview let's say you want to go for system monitoring 
you can monitor your top log sources up over here from your logs are being collected your eps per minute per second average what's the eps average right because if eps exceeds qradar will be not accepting that data until and unless the eps comes back to the normal right so that data which will be coming while eps is overflown will be stored to a buffer memory and then that buffer memory will be forwarding the data to qradar right so you do have different different types of dashboard up over here like this is threat and security monitoring where you can see about all the threats and all these particular parts up over here right you can see all the offenses top network sources all these things next one is your offense tab so offense is basically something which we do call as your alerts tab so you can see there are these number of alerts which have came up over here right this is your log activity where you will be seeing all of your events coming up to the qradar right you can see this api request it's been managed informational messages are coming from the server itself right qradar server itself if you look around in the network activity it is collecting the network traffic right then these are the assets guys you can see all these assets which are being added up over here you do have the reports different different types of reports which you can generate remember i mentioned that sim does provide us like compliance based reports can you see pci compliance failure reports weekly pci compliance failure reports you do have ids ids alerts top malware activity all these reports are there this is majorly our admin tab so in most of the organizations where you will be working you won't be having this particular tab until and unless you do have the admin role ibm qradar admin role with you right so this is where most of the administrative task and functions can be done right so this is where this can be done up over there right so remember we did talked about retention period and all so you can see all this information up over here like over here in system settings you can see how long the data is going to store like database retention period it's one day search results for search results database setting offense retention period it's 30 days so different different things you can just read it up over here you can see it up over here you do have your system and license management you can see the default community edition basically comes with this particular event rate limit that it is coming with 50 eps and 5000 fpm per minute right this is the licensing which it is coming with you can see it up over here 50 eps and 5000 fpm 
apart from it remember i mentioned guys that qdata does not indexes unlike splunk it does not index everything right so you do have index management up over here where you can see that what things are being all the green dots are being enabled as indexing for the qdata so qdata maintains an index for these particular properties but not for every property right so that is what something you can see right so like this there are lots of different different administrative functions which can be performed up over here so this is ibm qdr over here if you do have a vulnerability scanner since community edition does not have vulnerability scanner you will go and adding it up over here it will give you the application error right but in a paid version you will be having vulnerability scanner up over here these are the license one you, you can basically integrate it right like my organization let's say uses nessus so whatever qdar is by default coming it coming with i can remove that and i can add nessus support there so this is something which i can do but what is the default one which qvm that is qdar vulnerability manager is using so this is about your qdar report here you can see most of these things now i'll show you a small thing up over here like log activity will try to push certain logs before that what i'll do is i'll just stop these ones so that i can just remove these ones from over here coming up over here all you need to do is just right click filter on event name which is not information message so it will filter on the event name where there is no information message is coming up can you see it seems to be that logs are stopped coming now i am having search completed i'll remove this i'll having search executed i'll remove this search deleted i'll remove this right so these things have been added up over here now what i'll do is i'll connect to my qdr cli up over here by my ssh putty and i'll just log in into my cli of qdr where in one of the directory stamp i do have a demo log folder up over there now over here you guys can see that i do have various different different types of logs right you can see i do have blue code proxy log cisco sa traffic log mcafee antivirus log mcafee sys log microsoft is server logs postgres log right snort logs ssh logs vpn logs lots of logs are there right so we'll choose one of the files to push it to qdr right so there is one script which is within the qdr which is in this location opt bin logrun.pl hyphen f will give for the file name and we'll choose this ssh auth over here and we'll give this particular eps up over here so i do know that my eps can handle up till 50 so i do not want to give more eps like 20 25 30 or 50 because it will be very quick and fast i want you all to see the changes coming up over here 
under the event name right so i'll just press enter up over here and you will see it will start collecting the logs over here can you see root logon failed user failed to ssh all these things so these are coming because it is generating these particular messages now you can see all these event logs have been added so why exactly it is coming failed let's see what was inside this ssh file so that's what ssh file was having it was having failed password for user admin it was having failed password for shadow user it was having failed password for illegal user test all these things so that's why fail results were coming up over here right like user failed to log in ssh user incorrect password so you can just see that particular event and you can try to read more information out of it so guys that's how basically we push data to curator now with these particular like fail login attempts and all these things there are certain offenses which might have been generated right so let's basically clear out the filter up over here and see if there are any offenses being generated so you can see we do have multiple failure login same name admin up over here so from which particular source we do have you can see one minute 43 seconds ago this event has been generated let's open this one and let's read about this one so multiple login failure preceded by login failure by success by a same username this iron man directed this is some a custom rule which i have created right so containing the user failure and all you can see i do have the source ip destination ip since it's the source ip it's looking from china you can see that up over here right so i can see total number of events which does have these particular fail login attempts right i can try to find out more information about it that which was my internal server and how it basically is being used the top five categories all the events which are part of this offense right and we can read all these things now i want to know that which rule basically created this particular alert or offense what i can do display rules <clears throat> so these were the rules where things were matching and it was basically things were matching and we were basically using this one up over here right because of these rules this offense was being generated now let's say this one let's read this one multiple logon failure for single username so what does it says apply multiple login failures for single username on events which are directed by a local system and when event matches any of the following authentication failure so there is a category with the name of authentication failures right where they might have put multiple different types of authentication failure ftp ssh or smb or multiple different types of authentication failure they have put it up when event matches that it is one of the authentication failure and when at least 10 events are seen with same username in five minutes so from <coughs> 10 events from same username showing that events are failing events are failing if it happens like this 
it will be showing us the results up over there so because of this rule when same username remember this one there was same username admin 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 going back and back again when multiple events were being pushed right with same username failed attempts were being pushed it generated the alert for us up over there right because that's what our rule basically says so that is a just a small preview of guys ibm curator how you can generate create your log activities you can generate the offenses and you can read the offenses on a simpler basis one more last our small topic with wireshark right so let's basically start it again so wireshark it's your packet capturing or you can say packet sniffing some people do call it packet capturing some people do call it packet sniffing some do call it protocol analyzer some do call it packet capture analyzer tool right so that's what wireshark is all those people who might have used wireshark you might have seen wireshark files in these particular formats that will be dot cap dot pcap or dot pcap ng right and all those people who have installed wireshark on windows you guys might have seen that wireshark doesn't install something like win pcap or lip pcap or i would say ncap type of things right so these are the libraries of wireshark so wireshark is basically just one tool which basically captures your network traffic i would say network traffic capture tool is it it is and we can use it for capturing our network traffic so coming back to wireshark you can see this is how it looks like let's say i go through capture i select one of my interfaces where i want to capture the network traffic and you can see there are three different panes right you do have pane 1 pane 2 and pane 3 right so i'll just give a name through all of them like that's what we do call them in professional terms the first one you will see lots of packet right so that's why we do call it as packet pane the second one which you will see up over there is what something we do call as frames every packet does have a frame so that second one basically shows the frame of each packet that's why it's frame pane and third one is basically your data representation because it represents your data in ascii and hex format so can you see over here the packets are being captured right over here for each packet let's say i select this packet i can see frames up over here now let's say i do see this packet i can see frames up over here now over here what if if i do surf internet right let's say http 
demo.testfire.net can you see over here in my currently captured traffic it would be involving entire network traffic capture right let's say i just filter around http up over here so i can put this filters up over here wireshark support 3000 plus different types of filters up over here so you can see those parts up over here so demo testfire.net let's say i just try to sign in up over here i'll give my username and can you see i'm just logged in right as admin user now let's see all these details with wireshark this entire traffic capture details with wireshark now i do know that it was a http traffic that means in plain text i will be able to view it right so in case if you want to go for let's say ftp you can see ftp you want to go for particular ip address you can type ip dot addr equal equal 192.168.1.42 for example so all the traffic which will be having source or destination address like either source or destination as 1.42 it will pick it up if you want only the traffic which is on your system as a destination coming towards your system so you can see all the traffic which was coming towards your system so out of 9093 packets 4507 packets are being coming towards your system if you want to see packets which have started from your system as a source you can see 4255 packets are mentioned up over here right so this is how guys you can use filters up over here right this is how you can use multiple different types of filters you search smb you do search telnet so any sort of protocol you want to search search it up over here you want to go for ip addresses go for ip addresses you want to go for http method you can see http chat bad connection content cookie date host all of these things you guys can see it up over here right let's say http response equal equal 200 so only the packets which will be having http response 200 you will be able to see those particular packets over here understood team so that's how wireshark filters works right now this particular filter i have added a username up over there do you guys believe that i have done that because remember on the browser i logged in into this part now i want to see since it was a not secure traffic http traffic with wireshark i want to see that username and password how i can do that what do you say one thing which i'll give you the info is i'll search around http traffic now in http i'm getting 65 packets out of 65 packets which packet should have the answer can you guys see up over here every single packet does have some details right so can you see there is a html url encoded form on top up over here if i just open it up over here it says that curator get current date time up over here so that is something from curator because my curator tab was also open up over here right 
so it was containing this much info since i do know that there is an html form which was being sent up over here over here also there is something some sort of media type over there all these informations are there so since i do know that url encoded form is there and the part where i did entered username and password that was also a form right username and password form so how i can do instead of get and post i'll show you how you can do of course you can go for get method you can go for post method but whenever you do add something to the url in terms of http you add a form it's being encoded into the url so you can just type an url encoded form so it will filter around your traffics up over here now of course you do not want something for qradar right so let's leave qradar up over here and there is this something which says that post do log on up over here right application form so let's look around up over here can you see the uid was admin the password is now again over here same username and passwords are there so i'll just filter around http right and i do know that i can go for url encoded form and once i do that i'll do get get this packet and this is where i'll get email and password right if anyone is transferring the username password in plain text with this packet capture we can get the details now what are other ways through which i can get it i can just press control f control f will be bringing this particular string value in front of me where i can look into the packet details and i can search for the words like password or pass something like this so over here it will show you the results that with this word pass you do have username and password right over here let's say i want to search something for google anything which does contains google so i can try to find it if there will be anything it will show it to back to us let's say i do search drdo find so wherever drdo will be written it will bring out those results can you see this so wireless packet capture what possible in this tab absolutely so wireshark does support wireless can you see this wireless so if you have a wi-fi traffic you want to basically first of all you should be finding your wi-fi since it's my uh, rdp machine on cloud so i do not have any wi-fi up over there but if you do have wi-fi uh, at your place and you just to check it you'll get the bss id and all those things you can select the one and you can choose the one on which you need to monitor so netflow basically uh, i would say is a system or which is being created by cisco right which basically monitors traffic from one end to another end let's say from my system to facebook if i am connected netflow will be monitoring each and every packet from my system to the facebook server and it will be collecting all that particular data right Today we do have wireshark up over here netflow basically helps us to collect data it helps us to sort analyze same things so difference between netflow and wireshark i'll just put it in this way that wireshark is something which is more easier and hacker centric tool where you can find out certain activities 
let's say I want to see if there was any sort of image being transferred in this right so what I can do is file export objects HTTP I can see what sort of HTTP objects were being transferred up over here so there was a application UTF-8 form text HTML file so anywhere where there will be anything I will be able to see it up over there so both of them are good at their ends NetFlow is more of the enterprise approach and Wireshark would be something which will be merely used as a tool to do the packet traffic capture analysis right 